everybody and welcome to episode four of white wine plus black thoughts uh this is a little bit different from my normal intro i am currently by myself this time and i think it would be best for me uh from by my being by myself um at least an episode just for y'all to get to know me a little bit more of a guest um thank you again to anchor for letting me use this wonderful platform and i thank you for all the love and support i have been getting from every one of you guys for listening or me it doesn't matter if you listen to five minutes 30 seconds or the whole thing i greatly appreciate it anyway um i am lighting a candle right now because i have not meditated in over a month and i've been feeling the effects of me not meditating so i'm trying to light my light this candle i have my incense going right now i got my drink right next to me it is i mixed it this time and i made it a stella rosa peach with orange juice i don't know what you would call that but it's pretty good so that was the lighter fyi and also at this moment i am listening to jill scott and erica badu's verses i am listening to them right now in my ear it's amazing anyway sorry how are you guys today i am a lot's been going on well let's first start off by saying how's everyone's mental health going um um, as I said, this is a little bit different. It's not like a whole bunch of us, like four people or just one. It's just me um, for this week. And it's going to be really, it's not short, but it's going to be shorter than the rest because me personally, I've been in this weird funk. And I think it's the pandemic. School is now approaching. Um, I'm entering my final year, which is amazing. It's um, me working family and you know it's, it's stressful because you kind of like you worry for everyone and then that's all you, you worry about everyone but yourself so i realized in the next few these next few days i will be trying to focus on myself i've been everywhere else but here and usually i'm in the present no i've been in the future <laughs> like i've been trying to look forward and ahead um i hope this drink is not getting to me because i already had a, a cup before this isn't a red solo cup but i'm not being fancy jill scott said come as you are my queen period <laughs> um yes so please this is a really weird introduction but whatever please sit back and enjoy me talking for probably the next 20 minutes about whatever is coming to my mind uh and then i hope you guys are enjoying your sunday it's I am in Texas, right? You know, I live in Texas, and it's extremely hot right now. It's disgusting. Where it's humid, raining randomly, sunny the next minute, and it doesn't know what to do. It doesn't want to make up its mind. Anyway, um, let's actually give like a moment uh, for two outstanding stars versus Bernie Mac today, um, about 12 years ago. Uh, he died. And. I love him. He's honestly, when I tell you the king's a comedy, he was the king. And don't judge me. I loved, I loved DL right after him. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to talk about it no more because right now people are being stupid. But um, Bernie Mac was the funniest. The Bernie Mac show. He was on um, 
the Oceans 11 through 13. I love those movies. Had great cast. I would have never guessed they would work well together, but all all of them on that cast: George Clooney, Brad Pitt. Love Brad Pitt. That's my favorite. That's my favorite actor, male actor. Um, well, actually, my favorite white actor. I that's like probably the only white actor I really love that I watched all the movies. I am a fan of Brad Pitt, just to let y'all know. Um, if you hear me randomly singing, I'm so sorry. Just got banging. Like, she is throwing them out. I'm listening to the verses. I don't know if I said that already, but I'm listening to the verses. And honestly, she is throwing out these hits, y'all. I can't believe. I was at work when this played, and I was so mad I missed it. But, baby, Jill is throwing out these hits. I love Erica, but I love Jill more. Everyone knows I'm a Jill Scott fan. That's my that's my soul sister yeah um he was in the players club oh can't forget and he was on a lot of other shows too oh my god but bernie mac was one of the greats so sad to hear him to see uh when the news broke i am 23 now i was 11 i was correct you know how you like to second guess yourself that's me right now and i'm really tired too yeah so rest in peace to bernie mac uh he lived in a me I wish he was still around because I know he would have made much more funny movies. Oh, was it? He was also in the movie Look Who's Coming to Dinner, I believe. Don't quite remember. It was the one with Ashton Kutcher and um, Kerry Washington, I think. Great movie. Love him so much. So sad. But um, next, today is also the uh, sad day again for Michael Brown he was killed in Ferguson by a police officer and it's sad to see that black men and even black women black people are unprotected remember how it caused a lot of outrage and then they labeled us as animals when the animal is them. They are the enemy. They are the real threat. And they have some nerve to label us as animals. <laughs> I think it's f- ridiculous. And I will refrain from cussing <laughs> while I drink my drink. Because <sighs> we look at George Floyd who was had his neck into the ground we look at Breonna Taylor who was in sleep and was awoken abruptly you know I actually have a story dealing with that and I think black people are not protected I personally had an issue when I was going to St. John's University I was freshman year I had um, a couple of my roommates and you know usually they tell you that your first roommates are never really your good friends because you're kind of getting to know each other and then you get sick of each other because you're always around and that's the only people you really hang out with um well we had in disagreement with some of my friends i don't i remember talking about a little bit in the first episode josiah goes to be josiah he says if you want to listen go listen to the first episode some of our best nights that's what it was called um 
he says that I was the one when he was getting ganged up on by a group of women calling him out of his name attacking him that I was the one to stick up for him and that's my brother like I'm a ride for him I'm a ride for all three of those dudes like they I got them that's it but uh, from there I, I do have to say when I stuck up for him I took the brunt of a lot of stuff that they didn't like about him and they transferred it to me me and I'm going to say it again I said it in the first episode that I was a pushover you guys anyone could have taken advantage of me and I, I, I totally agree to that and the, the fact is that I'm now starting to realize that even friends that I am with today take advantage of me and then now that I realize that I know I just got totally off topic about what I was talking about but it's, it's gonna make a whole circle I promise now that I'm thinking about it and then when I tell them about it they're like oh no that's not it you're you're an asshole you're 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 mean no I'm just telling you how I feel and you don't like what's coming out of my mouth um, I happened to grow a pair when I went to college and college does that to people honestly I had a lot of anger issues back in high school because I was always trying to be a people pleaser and I always was so tired of people pleasing that it would get to me and I would speak up so when I started speaking up I'm now being called mean sorry sweetheart that is not me being mean that's me telling you the truth and you're mad about it um and and i was talking to one of my friends actually about this and to be honest this ties into the mental health and how i'm feeling i was talking to one of my friends and i said that you know i told them when i lose friendships i can't cut friendships off that's just me personally i emotionally attach myself to a person because i care for them deeply as soon as i meet you my care runs deep and if you break it it takes a lot to break it because i'm i'm really such a i'm trying to be the sweet girl i want to make sure you're good because if you're good then i'm good win-win situation well Well, I was telling her, I said, that when I stop being friends, I'm not literally stop being friends. I lose the emotional connection towards you. And when I get to that point, you'll never know. You won't even know that I've stopped caring for you. I I care that you're alive and well-being, you're good and safe and secure, but I don't care for anything else past that. And that's the worst part. You'll never know because I'll stay quiet on it. We could hang out. We could be, hey, what's up? You could call me. You could tell me all you want that I'm smiling in your face. But to be honest, I'm still being me. I just don't have that emotional connection with you. So I wouldn't want to do anything with you. But back to what I was talking about, um, I never had that set of balls until I came freshman year and I met my guy friends and six and other girls and then i met freshman year and i said that um freshman year was really hard it was the first year away from home first year away from my parents and the first semester of freshman year 
I was quite, I always stayed in the house before like two, not the house, I stayed in the dorms for two months. I didn't go out. And then in October, we started going out. My roommates, my ex-roommates were like, come on, come out with us. And I was like, fine. And me, I thought it was against my friend, my family. Like, oh my God, I'm going out. I'm this, this, and that. And I'm, well, when I tell you, I was like, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do none of that. Da, da, da. And I, I look down on people who did that. And actually, that is really wrong to look down on anybody who does anything because I have no right to judge. But I was young, you know. And I had this thing in my head that I was like that. But as long as I told my parents where I was going, they were fine with it. Um, then, uh, when we, what was it? What did I do? Oh yeah, so then when we started getting to know my, the room my ex-roommates started, some of them started asking me for money. And that's what had gotten me in trouble in the past. I guess I didn't learn. But um, they're like, hey, can you pay for this? I'll pay you back. And I'm like, yeah, I live with them. They're going to pay me back. You know, I had trust because I said my emotional connection runs deep with them. So after that, I had, um, what happened? Oh, yeah. So they asked for me for money. And I said, sure, I'll lend you money. And as I said, that's gotten me in trouble in the past. And I didn't learn. So then they, we were living and I was like, oh, this is getting weird. And then one of my roommates wanted to get with one of my guy friends, Joe. And he didn't want that. And she felt upset and betrayed by that. And she and got the rest of them and started attacking him for no reason. Um, because she, he didn't want to be in a relationship with her. And he thought, and she thought that it was more than that. Man, that is not the case. Um, I, she never had the conversation with him apparently. And it went left. So when they attacked him and he was trying to attack back, but it really wasn't working, not like physical, but to a point where he was trying to defend himself. And they were like, if you get up, I'm going to call public safety on you and this, this and that. And, I, and me being the mediator, I was, I really never been in a confrontation like that. Um, I played basketball. So all my confrontation happened on the court. If anything, I said, wait, 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 can we not attack him? Because to be honest, you guys are attacking him from unknown reasons. And I don't appreciate that. And um, they just started attacking me afterward. And then after a while, they did actually, they never paid me back. So it was money counting up. And I said, this is weird. I want my money back. So me, um, James had said, be petty. Say something like, not be petty, but tell them you want your money back. But in a slick way, maybe they might get it. So I kept saying, yeah, well, at least I'm getting paid. At least, at least y'all getting paid. Like someone would say something like, oh, um, yo, she, oh thank you for paying me back i said oh at least you got paid back and they'll be in the same room with me and then they were like if you got a problem with it tell me now it wasn't only the money i me personally like being clean okay i don't know about everybody else that's none of my business but um the roommates i was with they would leave dirty used sanitation pads on the floor the bathroom would be grimy and green and i would have to clean it every week first of all i don't want to clean up somebody else's bodily fluid second of all i'm sick and tired of cleaning the bathroom every week by myself in our room by myself and third we had roaches i have never had a roach in my house a day in my life and of course the first semester i move in we have roaches so then they will also always invite people over and I wasn't really comfortable with it because I didn't know these people but hey you know you do you so I let that slide but anyway back to what I was talking about and they were like saying to me so I told them and I said well I would like my money back because at this point it's getting ridiculous I don't know why you guys aren't paying me back or what is the issue and then they were like well they just ignored it and continued on without their day so 
following, I was getting pissed. And I realized I mean, my anger issues <laughs> were coming to a head. And I was like, oh my God. So I, I was telling the boys and I was telling the other girls I was with, I was like, I don't know what else to do. They're like, you need to confront them. And I said, I, so I said, okay. And they were like, Amber. So they, they actually pulled me. This is the one mature thing I will give them. That one day they did pull me aside and say, hey, um, we got to talk because you've been acting weird and I don't really know what's going on. And I said, sure. So we sat down together and she said, what's, and they said, what's the problem? I said, well, I haven't been paid back. You guys have been going out to the city every day. Y'all have been getting your nails done. And I just haven't been paid back from three of them. So I then said, um, then I said, I would like my money back in a timely manner. And I would like to also come up with a cleaning schedule because I don't like to clean every week. I am not your personal maid. They got mad that I actually commented on that, but you know, we're not going to talk about that. And they said, well, I don't see the issue. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't see the issue. Um, so I said, well, there is an issue if you don't pay me back. And they said, well, you know what? Since you have an issue with us, then I'm going to throw the pennies. I'm going to throw, I'm going to pay you back in pennies and I'm going to throw it at you in the door. I, me personally, I have never been into a fight. I don't even like fighting. I don't like anything violent. Because violence leads to destruction. And destruction doesn't lead to any equal balance. There's no medium. There's just there or you're not. So I said, listen, I have never been in a fight. But I will beat you black and blue. And the only reason why I said that is because of the fact that I was angry. I was young. I didn't know how to react. And I've never been in a position where people owed me money and I still live with them. So um, they were like, well, if you do that, we're calling public safety. And I said, well, you just threatened to throw money at me in pennies. And then they said, well, that won't harm you. I think pennies would harm and they actually, I, I think they would hurt if you threw one of them owed me $48. If you threw $48 of pennies at me, I think that would hurt. Anyway, so after that discussion, they would do petty stuff like, uh, they would throw, um, they would put their their sanitation napkins still on the floor. They would write, wipe stuff on the door. And after a while, I thought I was really being targeted and I was scared. But you know me, I wasn't going to snitch. That's my fault. I wasn't going to tell my RA about it because I thought if I told my RA about it that somehow I would get in trouble as well. And I technically didn't feel safe in that regard. And that's my fault. I should have had it because my mother said later on, you should have had at least some documentation because what I'm about to tell you is some total nonsense. So they kept doing petty stuff and I said, you know, are you guys going to stop? They're like, well, I, feel, I don't feel safe with you. So to a point where I was living in another room for about three months sleeping on the couch why am I so uncomfortable to not even be in my room you know and the fact that they said they're uncomfortable I was never in the room I didn't like living in brooches I don't like living in dirty bathrooms so I slept on a couch in the other rooms because I was so scared that they would go and come in my sleep and, and to be honest I was scared that they were going to go through my stuff as well so um, after a while I finally just went in there I said you know what I told my mom she goes Amber if you need to you need to go to the RA and let them know so I said nah I'm okay so I told I, I went to sleep one night and they were loud and I said can you guys lower your tone 
I am trying to sleep because I had 7 a.m. classes. I was a biology major. Don't know what they were doing. And they were like, no, you know, F you. We don't care about you. And showing out for their friends. And then I heard them talk about me. I was like, whatever. The next night, you will never believe what happened. So I had tweeted or I had retweeted a picture of Stewie Griffin saying these these people gonna die tonight and I like quoted it laughing and they took that tweet and they went to public safety St. John's public safety with it and said that they felt threatened with their lives so that night that they took that three police officers come into my room and I have only underwear on and I had a shirt they knock on the door, barge in, and my other roommate who was sleeping on the, on the top bunk jumps up. It's like, yo, what's going on? Looks like we were being raided. And they come and forcibly shake me awake and said, you need to come with me. I have never been in trouble a day in my life. I have never been in an encounter with police. This was my first encounter with police. I go with them. I have no bra on. I am in my underwear. The manager of the building, she is there, and they are surrounding me like I am a terrorist. <laughs> and I said, yes. Now, let's get this straight. I had a 7.30 class, a.m. The rest of them, they're like, well, we have a few questions for you. And I'm, look, I'm doused with sleep. This is embarrassing, first of all. I'm in underwear and a shirt with no bra. Second of all, y'all woke me up out of my sleep men woke me up out of my sleep i thought this was a woman only room i'm sorry i didn't know they could come in and barge and wake somebody up they thought i was a threat that's they had guns on them i they thought i was a threat so she sits in front of me and she goes is this you and i said that's not my account the person who tweeted the picture that wasn't my account she goes oh then what about this tweet I said I retweeted it and I commented it with laughing emojis. She goes, well, the girls said that you had a gun in the room. I said, excuse me? The girls said you had a gun in the room. I looked at her like she was crazy. I said, me, I was slowly getting in my way. That's when I was with the boys a lot and the girls, I, the other friends I knew in another room. And they were helping me gain confidence and gain that, that, that strength to say what was on my mind. I said, well, let me tell you this. I don't like guns. Guns are violent, okay? I am not even a gun advocate. And if you want to check if I had a gun, you could check my underwear drawer. You could check my sock drawer. You could check every drawer I have. You could check in the refrigerator. Check it. I don't have a gun. They said, well, they don't feel safe with you here. I said, well, I don't feel safe with them there. And apparently, they actually went to the RA and documented us having issues of uh, me um, cussing at them and bringing people in when let me tell you something I have never brought anybody into the room because I thought it was against my family morals to bring um, anybody into my room without them knowing and without them there and they were like well we just want to make sure that everything was okay and I said I didn't when I tell you I was shook I was ugh. no woman Black women should feel unsafe in a room where police officers, public safety, come busting in somebody's room to wake them up to say, do you have a gun? And I said, hey, I was willing to show my drawer. You want to see my underwear? Come on. 
St. John's rubbed me off the wrong way from then on. Then I called back in. They said wanted to, they wanted to get my statement. I went back in, and they were like, "Well, they said I was I threatened them with scissors." And I said, "Excuse me, I ain't got time to threaten nobody with scissors." I I said I am working to get this A in this sem- on in the semester. I made an A in the first semester. I had a f- I had a three point A the first semester. What did why what do I gain from threatening them? And they said, "Well." we don't know we just think that that you are causing issues and i said i'm i said sir let me tell you this here write this in my statement i am i have been living in the room 510 in the silver building for three months i have not slept in my room and i have not felt comfortable so you should do something for me and then he goes okay well we'll figure it out so i told my mother and she was on the case she she came down and she was trying to help me and my aunt came down and i broke down i i honestly was very sad and a lot was going on because i felt alone and i know i wasn't but in that moment i felt alone i wanted my family and you know they're not physically there so it was hard later um they asked me to come back and they were like hey we have another room and then the, one of the public safety officers go in and say oh you that crazy you're the crazy black lady with the scissors right i wish i had the nerve to tell him off back then because i didn't i looked at him i said excuse me he goes you're the one with the scissors right he goes i said sir i don't want to be labeled a crazy black lady that's not he goes oh (laughs) it was just a a running joke i don't think this is funny and you know what i should have some type of sense to blow this story up because a lot of people don't know about it freshman year was hell but at the same time it was heaven because i met some of my best friends i have met family there and nobody really understands the pain I went through besides them. And I, to be honest, I don't even think they still understand. I'm emotionally scarred by that. And not from them busting into my room, but the whole year. When I tell you that's a horror roommate story, that's a horror roommate story. So when I, when I, what I'm trying to relate to is that I was never safe. I never felt safe. And then that started the distrust for public safety. And I don't care for them. They don't help nobody because the following year when Trump was running for election, they allowed these racist bastards to post Trump 20, 2016 and, and, and they had um, a racist picture and they had Obama and I swear I thought I saw one with a noose around his neck. And I said these mother had the nerve to allow that to happen but want to shut down the protests going around the school. But you want to keep a side of of someone else protesting up that's actually racist and actually a hate crime? Because if they were to kill somebody on campus, I wonder how well they'll cover it up. Because it sure covered up a death in um, our building one day. But that's another day for another hour. Sorry, I don't have enough time for that. Mm. And I didn't feel safe. And I definitely didn't feel safe after that. So, what I did... I mean, I eventually transferred. But what I'm saying is, if the police are not making me feel safe because they decide to take the word of somebody else over the word of both sides, like they don't, they just act. Especially if they, if you put a black in front of the person's name or identity, then you're a target. 
you will always be a target. Like Mike Brown was a target. George Floyd was a target. Breonna Taylor was a target. Sandra Bland was a target. Eric Gardner was a target. Every single one of us was a target. And I'm sick. I'm sick of it. And they expect us to stay silent. I've just been in such a funk. And I don't feel safe. I, I fear for my brothers and sisters. I fear for every black little child I come across. We're just, you know, as in a corporation, you get numbers that you set. No, we're just a bunch of numbers. We are just a bunch of numbers that they don't care about. If we die, we die. You know, I also think about this about coronavirus that's going on. In the beginning, we weren't the ones getting, technically, who was getting sick with corona. And I remember a bunch of my friends were like, oh, we can't get it. Man, we're black. We can't get it. Now, all of a sudden, black, low, black and Hispanics, minorities, are more at risk of getting it. You know why? Because we can't get the proper care in hospitals. So, we don't feel safe there. Where will we feel safe at? You know, I never really want this to take a, like a, a deep turn, to be honest. And, uh, and I'm, I'm actually about to end it soon because I'm just... I wish I was more happier about it, but... This week has been such a bad funk for me. And after I record this and I post this video, I'm going to meditate. And I promise you, next week will be better. I know this is only my fourth episode in, but it's been like weird. I don't, I don't know. I need to get back into meditation. I need to get back into balancing myself out with crystals. Call me a witch if you want. I don't care. I, I don't really like talking about it because I don't want people in my business. But probably this episode was all over the place too. It's been about 40 minutes as well and probably going to be less when I cut out all the pauses I've been drinking too. Just know every black person around the world is in my thoughts now I know it all skin folk and kin folk I get it Terry Crews might be one of them but I still pray for his health because to be honest if there was a pinch he would be he they would get him before they get them though the man on the bus before they get themselves you know but I wanted to say <laughs> thank you for listening to episode 4 of this weird energy that I'm giving off. Honestly, I hope you guys are having an amazing day. An amazing start of the week. And I think this week is going to be a turnaround. Start over. Every day. Start over right now, you know. But I want to thank you guys for listening and actually tuning in um, every week. I really do appreciate it. This is a lot of love I get. Ever since I started doing it, I've been really enjoying it. I wouldn't think I would enjoy it as much. It kind of gives me a chance to talk about how I'm feeling. Without really talking about how I'm feeling. And, um, you know, every single one hasn't really been been kind of funny. But I wanted something to show that it can also turn into a serious note. 
I'm going to start doing like the single one-on-one like with certain people coming up and I really do enjoy just these one-on-ones and I enjoy my groups but sometimes you need to do it by yourself just a little bit anyway thank you guys for listening to episode four thank you anchor for posting this all over and getting it to people it's getting into where people can listen eventually and I will see you guys next week